Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday, and we actually have a thought piece scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. If it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education. And this week, our topic of discussion is mental health. And on the topic of mental health, we're going to be covering a two-part series on self-improvement. And I think that sometimes when we think about mental health, we consider it to be the steady state. You know, how our mental health is now is how it's always going to be. But that is simply not the case. We have a lot of agency by way of managing our mental health. We do have some control over the situations and circumstances that can better enable us to cultivate mental fortitude or that might infringe on our mental health. And it's just about framing. It's about framing and reframing. So today I want to talk about self-improvement because I do believe that if we take the onus to develop ourselves and to push the dial on self-improvement, then that obviously will have an impact on our overall sense of mental health. And I think that when we recognize that as we are, we're always a work in progress. There's always room for growth. And if we want to own our growth and push the trajectory of our own development, then I think that there's only positives that stem from that. All to say, I do think that there are important paradigms and things to keep in mind when we think about self-improvement. There are important areas that we want to be weary of. So I would say common pitfalls that people fall into that really hinder their ability to focalize on self-improvement and to really push the dial and see the benefits 
benefits and see sort of the byproduct of the effort put in place if their focus is really on bettering themselves. And I'm here to cover three in this video and then I'll cover another three in the next video. And I am someone who is so big into self-improvement and I think self-improvement can take different lenses. So I think that self-improvement can be about character development. It can be about intellectual development. It can be about knowledge acquisition. I mean, there's so many different areas that we can play into, layer into when we are thinking about, well, how do I improve on me? How do I make myself a better version of me? And what steps do I want to take and what lens or what avenue does that translate in? Is that my relationships? Is that my career? Is that my inner life? All of these different areas self-improvement touches upon. So I'm going to provide some pretty overarching broad themes that we want to be cognizant of regardless of the different lens that we take and of the different avenues that we're pursuing by way of our self-improvement. And so that's a bit of a preamble, a bit of an introduction as to what it is that we're going to be discussing in this segment today. And again, this is about cultivating mental fortitude. So just like nutrition, physical fitness, this is something that it takes discipline and it's something that is achieved with consistency. So self-improvement isn't just about one activity and then you check it off and then it's done. It's really a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of being and it, it cultivates and it builds really into your quality of life as well. I believe that firmly. And like for me, I'm very fitness oriented and I recognize that being fitness oriented means building a lifestyle around fitness. Caring about my health means building a lifestyle around my health. So being cognizant of my sleeping, of how much resting I'm doing when I'm not sleeping, what I'm eating, how much I'm eating and how frequently I'm working out, what kind of workouts am I doing? Am I meditating? Like all of these different things play into betterment, self-betterment. And if you want to add or shift or change things, if you want to iterate and reiterate, all of that builds into self self-improvement as well. So again, bit of a preamble. I just wanted to give a little bit of context because self-improvement is a very vast subject. And again, these are just overarching principles to keep in mind so that you are not hindering your own progress, right? You don't want to have beliefs and values that conflict with the goal and objective to self-improve. And I'm here to just help you be cognizant of the areas that people typically can fall into that ends up hurting them and not helping them in the long run. So the first area that is really important to be very mindful of is self-justification. And when it comes to self-improvement and on adopting an attitude of self-improvement, it means also abandoning self-justification. I think the era of self-justification, building arguments, creating theories, creating philosophies, creating scientific rationale for why we ought to be or engage or establish ourselves in specific ways, that era is gone. We're no longer a receptive audience to narratives that justify positions that are oppressive or justify positions that are very much zero sum, right? And I think that that also needs to translate in our personal lives when we think about how we put ourselves in a mindset where we're focusing on self-improvement. And the one thing that we need to make sure that we abandon is self-justification. When you fall, when you fail, when you, you know, get it wrong, take accountability. And it's easier said than done. Like if you are someone who has been sort of wrapped up in self-justification for a long time, sometimes we don't even recognize it to catch it. But like if it is the case that we made a commitment to ourselves that we're only gonna, you know, 
we're going to work out this many times a week, but then we do it less. But then we justify it with, well, you know, there's this, this, and that taking place, or there is this, this, and that taking place. Like we're never in the wrong when we have a need to self-justify our, our failed commitments, right? And I have to call them that because I think that we really need to shift our attitude and our thinking around failures and recognize that failure is growth, failure is learning, failure is progress if we take it for what it is and not feel the need to sugarcoat it or to push it under the rug or to justify it, right? Justify our failings, make us feel like the failing isn't so much of a failure to assuage our ego. Self-improvement involves like diminishing the power and the significance of our ego. I have an ego, but like I am the master of my ego and all of us as we build into our own schema of what self-improvement looks like, it involves taking the ego and taking it off the pedestal. And if your ego is on a pedestal, it put itself there. <laughs> and to your detriment, there are so many behaviors that we engage in when the ego is in the driver's seat that we really want to curb if our focus is on self improvement. And I think that self-justification, justifying why we did or didn't, justifying why we should but shouldn't, I mean, or could but couldn't, I mean, all of this, it doesn't serve us. So we need to nix that habit in the bud, catch ourselves, and instead go for accountability. So another point that I really wanted to reference by way of self-improvement is the attitude that we take about our flaws. And I think that being aware of our flaws is one thing, managing them is a completely different ball game. And I had mentioned in a few videos that we think about emotional intelligence it is a skill that is measured across two spectrums. So emotional intelligence is really the byproduct of our awareness of our specific states and also our capacity to manage those specific states. And a lot of our flaws are the ways that we show up in the world that doesn't serve us. And I want to be very specific about that because some of us, we adopt and we internalize what other people communicate to us as being our flaws because it doesn't serve them. And I want us to ignore that narrative. I want us to take the time and really distinguish between the things that we've internalized as flaws that are really just things that other people don't appreciate. But like, do you actually feel the same? And if you do feel the same, if you do feel that it's not serving you as much as it's not serving the people around you, then I suggest that you work on it, right? And it's about cultivating the awareness and the awareness comes from like what situations, what types of scenarios or types of conversations trigger this behavior in you or trigger sort of the need to engage in a certain specific way. And then how can you mitigate those effects? Like how do you either avoid those situations or what different tools or strategies can you put in place so that you're not reacting in the same way if you're put in those specific situations? But that's again from your vantage point. And I'm someone, I have a lot of different traits that I'm sure people don't appreciate, but I'm completely comfortable with them. Like, I don't believe that self-improvement comes from a place of internalizing narratives of other people. It comes from a place of recognizing, hey, I engage in this behavior. I don't think this behavior is serving me. I think that I've outgrown this behavior, but I still need to go through the process of breaking the habit of behaving this specific way. And that's a place we all reach independently without someone pushing us to do it on their timeline. And I think that it's very important that we recognize when we see that our behavior is hurting us and distinguishing that again from other people feeling like, you know, you engaging in this 
behavior is really not serving me. So flaws is really our sense of our flaws, not other people's perspective necessarily. And again, like if you value someone's input, if you value their feedback, if you see that they're coming from a place of really looking out for the best of you, then take that in stride, but never try to focus on self-improvement to satisfy the expectations of others. I think that that is a breeding ground for insecurity and for like just not accepting yourself for who you are. If ever it is the case that I decide to work on an aspect of myself that I recognize as a bit of a character flaw or a bit of, you know, just not the, not me aligning to my best self, then I will in my own time adjust it or address it, but I'm not going to do it because someone else wants me to. I'm going to do it because I personally want to, because I see the benefit to myself. I'm not going to really go about necessarily making huge radical changes if I don't feel internally moved and internally impressed and internally motivated to do so. I'm not going to do it just to satisfy the needs and the desires of other people and I don't think you should either. The last thing that I think is really important when we think about just stepping into this self-improvement mindset is that there is a huge difference between making the time and taking the time and I think that we need to make the time to be intentional and to be mindful of the changes that we're trying to sort of put into place for our own benefit, but also take the time as well. Like behavior shifts doesn't happen overnight. They're habitual, they're ritualized in many cases. And you need to take the time to solidify the new behaviors that you feel are going to serve you. So again, first you make the time, like these things are not going to just fix themselves because we want them to. Like we need to be intentional. We need to put in the sweat equity, even if that's mental sweat equity in order to be cognizant of the behavior shifts that are going to serve us in the future. But recognize it's going to take time. So don't get frustrated with yourself and you backpedal. Progress for me, I think everyone thinks progress is like this smooth sailing line upwards. Progress is like this, right? I mean, we're going to regress, we're going to backpedal, we're going to trip up, but all of that is part of progress. Recognizing, hey, I tripped up, taking accountability, let me try again. And you continue to try until you get the results that you're looking for and those results become more and more consistent until you're rarely you know, falling back or regressing into old patterns of behavior. And I say rarely because habits have a funny way of sneaking up and out of us from time to time and they become fewer and further between. But if ever it shows up, forgive yourself. Like it took that much time for it to show up again. So rather than beating yourself up for the fact that, hey, I slipped back into old patterns of behavior I really don't like. It's like, hey, I slipped back. I'm holding myself accountable. I'm not gonna do it again. Like here's how I help myself in the future. Or hey, I almost like, you know, you, you almost back into that behavior but you're gonna pick yourself back up like give yourself the time to improve it doesn't happen overnight it's not an overnight thing it's not like you know like there's no gimmicks there's no shortcuts around self-improvement and the timelines are going to be different for each and every one of us depending on all of the different layers and complexities that build into our behavior patterns and build into why we show up certain ways and why we get triggered by certain things like all of this needs to be taken into consideration and self-improvement comes from a place of self-love and compassion like you need to have empathy for yourself you need to do it from a place of care from a place of like hey you want more you want better for yourself so you're going to do what you can to orient yourself in such a way where you're aligning to the things that you desire and your behavior is in such a way that it's attracting the things that you desire in your life and I think that it's just very important that we give ourselves a break we cut ourselves some slack and again we make the time and we also take the time in any case that is it for our first video today on self-improvement but definitely not all like this is really just very very 
very broad because self-improvement again is a vast subject. There's so many different ways that it can translate. This is great to just give yourselves a baseline. So this is more like the fundamentals. And the next three that I will be covering on Thursday is an extension of the fundamentals that I do believe build into cultivating a mindset or a lens for self-improvement. And just being cognizant of the behaviors and the attitudes and the different philosophies that you need to hold in check or you need to revise and review to increase your probability of success. But before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to join in on those conversations. Now these events are paid events, though if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I suggest you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans which give you unlimited access to our live events as well as access to workshops and webinars over and above those live events. So definitely if you see yourself wanting to take part and wanting to really dive into our Game Changer community, we fully encourage you to do so. Now, if you're worried about any of the pricing that we have, whether it's our parent-child workshops or our live events or our membership plans that give you access to the workshops or the webinars, please do not worry. We have just incorporated a new payment solution called Afterpay, which gives you the option to pay in four installments over a period of six weeks to make our programs more accessible to you. So very excited about the developments and of our growing and evolving community. I'm so excited to be sharing this news with you and to have the opportunity to engage with you in a more real-time setting. But that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're still here, subscribe to all of our social media channels, follow us, engage with us, say hello, interact with us. We love hearing from you and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. Talk to you later.